everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is health anxiety. So I posted a meme on my stories the other day on Instagram where it said, what's the worst way our body metabolizes anxiety and why is it always diarrhea? (laughs) And I read that and I was like legit dying of laughter because I had just gone to the doctor the day before and I kid you not, (laughs) I, you know, do the normal check-in and then I go to the bathroom and then just like explode and then I'm like fine and this happens like literally every single time um I go to the doctor but not just the doctor like it literally happens every time I'm like in a super anxious state I just can't for whatever reason control my bowel movements and it just comes out in explosive um diarrhea (laughs) and I posted like should I do an episode on health anxiety or white coat syndrome And um, a lot of you said that I should do an episode on health anxiety. So here I am talking about health anxiety. Um, I know that very, very long ago, in the very beginning, I did an episode on anxiety as a hypochondriac. Um, So this may be a little bit similar, but I do want to talk just about different things and um, different things that have happened in in my life lately that uh, just makes this whole health anxiety thing like so crazy to me um we okay no we didn't just get new insurance we've had it for a while but um with my husband's job we finally set up the insurance let me just put it that way so we finally set it up and we decided like you know what we are going to make appointments for all of us for like everything right like eye dentist um physicals like OBGYN, like everything Um, Now that we have insurance, now that we have good insurance, so that we can just make sure that we are all a-okay. And um, we now have Kaiser. And if anyone knows anything about Kaiser, like their appointments, scheduling is just like crap sometimes. Um, So like even though we made all these appointments in January, a lot of them have been spread out to like February, March. So like it's just been everywhere and it just feels like an endless amount of appointments that we've been going to like back to back to back Um, but you know it's important it's important to get checked and to make sure that everything is a-okay and and so far knock on wood it so far everything's been good with all of us um and everything that we've gone but um it's just it has been like a whirlwind of anxiety for me because I just hate 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 going to the doctor and even if it's not for me like when we had to take Logan in for her appointment I was so anxious and it was like later in the day I have to do all my appointments early in the morning so that I just get it done and over with because if it's later in the day I am just thinking about it all day and it only makes my anxiety that much worse um so when it was Logan's uh, anxiety when it was Logan's appointment um, it wasn't until about like 5.45 in the afternoon because my husband was like, oh, we can both take her. And um, by then I was like, you know what? My anxiety is so bad. Like you're going to have to take her by yourself. And he was like, OK, that's not a problem. And so he did. And everything was good with her. But um, like it's just it's just insane. It Like there are no other words, words to put it into. It's just my health anxiety and my fear for doctors is insane. If you've been following along on uh, my podcast journey, you know that I am a person who requires a lot of reinsurance, like a lot. 
Um, and I think that part of the reason why I have such a fear for doctors is because I never got that reassurance as a child. So like when you're a kid, you go to like your yearly physicals, right? And I know that I had to do them like specifically every year because I was part of the dance team and it was a requirement whenever you do a sport in uh, high school, they require you to have a physical done before you can even like be a part of the team or whatever. So I had to do mine every year. But even before that, like my mom always made sure that we at least got our physicals done every year. And I would always be scared and, and afraid, right? I think that's normal as a kid, like that you just fear the doctor. And I would never get that reassurance, never like that. Hey, it's going to be okay. Hey, you're healthy. Hey, you're fine. Like, don't worry about it. It's just a routine checkup. Like, no big deal. Shots don't hurt or they hurt a little bit, but we'll get you ice cream after. You know, like some sort of reassurance that like I wasn't going to die the moment that I walked into the doctor's office. Um, I would always get the, why are you so nervous? It's not that big of a deal. Like, just relax. Like, stop being such a baby. Like, look, your younger siblings are not crying. You're the one crying over here. So I never got that reassurance that, like, going to the doctors is a good thing, right? Because you want to make sure that you're healthy. And if something is wrong, you want to make sure that you catch it right at the beginning, right? Or, or something that's going to fix it right away instead of it becoming a prolonged, like, issue. Um, I also used to read obsessively <laughs> these books by an author named Laureline McDaniel. Um, my mom started giving them to me and uh, their books, literally every single book is about a young teenage girl or like young adult girl. Some I want to say maybe once or twice it was a boy, but this young adult, young teenage girl who would get diagnosed with cancer. Every single book was about a young child getting diagnosed with cancer. And sometimes they would survive and sometimes they would not survive. But I obsessively read these books. And it was always like, oh, you know, one morning I was playing soccer and the next day I realized, oh, I have all these bruises on my legs. And so I go to the doctor and leukemia, you know, like <laughs> I don't know why I read these books as an anxious being. But I did, and I read them all the time, and I have so many of them. I want to say I might still have them somewhere, but that might be wrong. But um, so I would read these books, right, where they seem like perfectly healthy, you know, kids, and then they would get this diagnosis. And so every time I would go to the doctor, I would always be like, oh, my God, this is the day that I get diagnosed with cancer. And that has always been my fear, like always been my fear. Um, and then like I grew up very thin, like very thin. And a lot of people would always accuse me of being anorexic, which I was not. Like, thankfully for me, I've never had an eating disorder. I just had genetics that just made me really thin and it made it really hard for me to gain weight. Uh, maybe I had thyroid issues or I have thyroid issues. I'm not quite sure, but, um, I've never gotten that far, that much checked. But, um, you know, it, I was just a very, very thin child. And um, I was always anemic. Like, whenever they would take my blood work, it would always be like, oh, you know, she's anemic. And it was just something that, like, we just knew. But, like, my mom and my grandma would always, like, terrify me about it. Like, they would scare the crap out of me. They would always be like, well, you know, if you don't handle your anemia now, it's going to turn into leukemia. And I'm just like, oh, my, like... 
really guys? <laughs> like, really? So, um, you know, my grandma would always like put extra beans in my plate because those Mexicans were like, oh, you need frijoles, you know, to to get the the hierro the iron right <laughs> like that was always like the thing like my grandma would always like push for me to eat beans because these beans were gonna cure me of my anemia right um yeah so you know I guess all these little things just kind of made me have health anxiety and just made me fear doctors now, fast forward to maybe being an adult, um, like, let's be real, as adults, or especially, like, in our 20s, do we really make appointments to go to the doctor? No, <laughs> like, we don't. We just, like, pretend whatever we're feeling isn't there and try and avoid any sort of medical interference whatsoever, right? I mean, yeah. But then I ended up pregnant, and when you're pregnant, you have to go to the doctor just to make sure that everything is a-okay. And, um, you know, every time I would go into an appointment, let me just start off by saying that my OBG from my pregnancy with Logan was just kind of a misogynistic a-hole. Like, he just never calmed any of my fears, um, as just, like, a woman, as just, like, someone entering motherhood. Like, he just, like was just really bad. Like, I can't even explain it. Like, my first appointment, when I was trying to talk to him about, like, my fears, obviously, like, this is my first time being pregnant. This is my first time having a baby. Like, I have no idea what is going to happen. And I want to know, like, what to expect, right? Not to mention, I had all these, like, emotions and feelings and hormones are going everywhere. And when I got pregnant was when, like, all of my trauma that I didn't know I had, like, resurfaced. And it was just, like, a bad time for me. And I would, like, ask him, like, oh, can I do this? Can I do that? Like, what do I do about this and whatever? And he literally, like, that very first appointment was just, like, you don't matter anymore. It's all about the baby. So, like, welcome to motherhood. And that just, like, shook me to my core because that was, like, one of my biggest fears of becoming a mom was that I would lose my identity, I would lose myself, and that I would only be known as, like, this person's mom and, like, not me anymore, right? And, like, every time I would go in, there was always, like, something wrong, but, like, nothing ever turned out to be wrong. So I was always sent to, like, all these tests and all these ultrasounds and all of these things and, like, I literally knew all the people at all the labs and, like, all the ultrasound texts by, like, name because they were just like, oh, he sent you here again. And I'm like, yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, his biggest issue was that my stomach wasn't as big as it should be by, like, whatever week I was, right? Some women just carry smaller and some women just carry their babies differently, right? And he just, like, I don't know how many years he's been in OB, but, like, he just couldn't, like, accept that. Like, he could not understand like why I wasn't growing or showing but like the baby was growing right like so it was always just like an issue it felt like and every time I would go into the doctor I would just be an anxious wreck because I'm like what is he gonna tell me today what's gonna be wrong today what test or what blood work or what thing am I gonna have to do today like it was just so much and it was just honestly it was just kind of like annoying so fast forward to me having my daughter, um, I did have um, like high blood pressure issues. It was never preeclampsia as 
um, many or some women get uh, because of their high blood pressure. It was just high blood pressure. And honestly, I want to say that that was a mixture of nerves along with the trauma my body had endured along with just the excess weight that I was carrying because my doctor told me since the day one that I could not work out like that I couldn't because I was going to injure myself and I explained to him I'm like dude I've been a personal trainer for four years now I've trained women up until their 40th week like I know what I'm doing I'm not going to hurt myself I'm not going to injure myself I'm not going to overdo it like but I need to work out and he was just like no and like yeah could I have gone against my doctor's wishes. But then at that point, I'm an anxious wreck and I'm afraid. And I'm like, what if I do work out and I do end up hurting myself or hurting the baby? And oh my God, I'm never going to like be able to forgive myself for this. So I didn't. So I truly blame my high blood pressure on just like nerves, the excess weight that like my body, my heart was just like, what is this? You've never had this much extra weight on you. Like, why are we, why is this a problem right now? Um, and just like the trauma that my body had endured because I ended up needing to have a C-section. And um, when you have um, high blood pressure, they like take your blood pressure like every, I don't know, it felt like every five minutes. It wasn't that much, but it felt like every five minutes. And I would be fine. I would be, you know, whatever, feeding her or eating or something and talking, laughing And then the moment that I would hear that blood pressure machine, like, start to, like, go, I could just automatically feel my heart rate, like, start to rise. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then it would take my blood pressure and then, obviously, it'd start to beep because it was, like, high. And I just did not know how to control this because I would literally be fine. My nerves would be fine. My, you know, because they have the finger that takes your your blood um, heartbeat, sorry, And it would be fine. But as soon as that blood pressure machine would start, it would just like, my heart would just go like, beep, 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 like, (laughs) and because of that, because of my fear of them taking my blood pressure, what felt like every five minutes, I ended up developing white coat syndrome. And so now, ever since I had my daughter, every time I would go into the doctor and they would take my blood pressure my heart rate and my blood pressure would rise like every single time. And every time I would get a lecture, did you know that you have high blood pressure? I don't. I am just terrified of this blood pressure machine because I have such bad like PTSD from when I had my daughter because it would go off every five minutes that now every time I see a blood pressure machine, I freak out. And honestly, it is like the most difficult thing having to explain this to a doctor, um, especially recently because I've been going to get a physical and I went to the OB and stuff. And so they would take my blood pressure and they would be like, "Mm, okay, we're going to take that again. And I would have to explain to them. I'm like, I have white coat syndrome. Like literally at home, I am fine. I have a blood pressure machine at home and I will take my blood pressure from random time to time. And it does always perfectly fine. But as soon as I get to the doctor and I see that machine, I start to freak out and it starts to raise my blood pressure. And, you know, some doctors get it. Some doctors are like, oh, dude, it's fine. Like, we get it. Um, Some doctors will just be like, oh, did you like rush over here or something? And I'll be like, yeah, sort of. And I'm like, okay, cool. And like, just leave it at that. Other doctors will give me shit about it. (laughs) They'll just be like, 
Um, we're going to take that again in like 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, cool. Like whatever. And yeah, every time they retake it, it's always lower and lower and lower. So I don't know what to do or how to calm myself down. I don't know how to get over this white coat syndrome. I don't know how to get over my PTSD over a blood pressure machine, right? When I went to the eye doctor, they don't take your blood pressure there. I was fine because I knew, well, they're not going to take my blood pressure here. So what is it that I need to freak out about? Absolutely nothing. But when I go somewhere where I know they're going to take my blood pressure, oh man, the anxiety just walking into the office is just, it's not fun. I am terrified of that damn blood pressure machine because I would get so much shit for my blood pressure being high when I was, or after I had my daughter. And it's just like this constant fear that like, I don't know, they're going to say something or do something. Um, But my blood pressure is always fine. Like afterwards, it's just that initial like first look at that blood pressure machine where I'm just like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, right? (laughs) So literally now what I've done and what I've learned to do is as soon as they ask me like questions, I'm like, okay, listen, I have white coat syndrome. And like some of the nurses are like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'll just talk to you and let you relax for a little bit and then I'll take your blood pressure. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. Right. Some, some other doctor, some other nurses will just be like, oh, well, I have to take it right now. And I'm like, okay, but it's going to read that it's high. And they'll just be like, oh, just breathe and relax. Right, because breathing and relaxing has helped everyone who's ever had anxiety ever in their lives, right? Like, yeah, let me just breathe right now. Um, and that's just going to fix everything, right? I fear that, I don't know, that one day my blood pressure is going to be very high. And I'm just going to assume that it's nerves. And then I'm going to end up stroking out somewhere. Um, because the nurses, after I had my daughter, would always warn me of that. They'd always be like, you need to relax or you're going to have a stroke. And I'm like, yes. Because that's going to help anyone relax, right? <laughs> like, you tell me what's going to happen to me. And yeah, I'm totally going to relax and just lay here and be like, oh, I'm fine now. I don't have anxiety and my heart rate's not up the roof. Like... <laughs> I understand that it is a doctor's job to tell you worst case scenario, right, for for everything, for every symptom that you might have or like every negative effect or whatever, right? I understand that it's their job, but I feel that like I'm obviously telling you, repeatedly telling you that I have anxiety and you telling me that I'm going to have a stroke or you telling me that like this is going to lead to A, B, and C, like I I already know that, (laughs) Um, which is probably one of the reasons why I'm freaking out right now. Um, but I don't need you to repeat it to me like every time or like every appointment. Like I, I get it and I'm working on it, right? Um, a lot of the doctors who've dismissed my high blood pressure reading are always like, well, you know, you look healthy. You look like you work out. Like you look like you, you know, you kind of know what you're doing. I'm like, I do. I work out. I eat relatively fine. I don't eat fine all the time, right? I still indulge in things here and there. Um, I've had blood work done and everything and, you know, they, they check to make sure that nothing is elevated. Um, I'm forgetting right now what, where protein appears in your blood if your high blood pressure is, is bad. Your kidneys, your liver, 
something like that. <laughs> and the blood pressures and sorry, my blood work is like always fine, right? So I don't know if anyone out there has like any um, tips and tricks on how to calm yourself down so that your blood pressure reading doesn't go up high. Um, that would be greatly appreciated because um, I would like to go to the doctor and not freak out over this blood pressure. Like, I would love to go to the doctor and have all of my just normal readings and not have anyone give me a lecture about how I'm going to get a stroke because I can't control my blood pressure. Another um, health anxiety issue that I deal with is just knowing that I'm getting older and knowing that like more tests come along the way as you get older, right? So as you get older now as women, you need mammograms. Um, at one point or another, I'm probably going to need like a colonoscopy. <laughs> um, you know, everything just becomes more intensive and, and like they start checking for more things and potential more medications and um, side effects of those medications. And like I have this fear of getting older and like all of these more and worse health issues coming about, right? Like, and then they say, like, things are, are genetic. Um, as being Mexican, it, it's very common to become diabetic and have the high blood pressure and have heart disease. I personally think that a lot of it has to do with the diet that us Mexicans tend to have. Um, Everything we eat is full of fat and full of lard and everything is fried. Um, a lot of the meats that we use are more full in fat. Um, and yeah, that's obviously, if you've been eating that all of your life, that's going to lead to some health issues. Um, and it, like in my family specifically, like exer exercise just wasn't something that we practiced or wasn't something that like... Um, was like instilled in us um just wasn't something that that we did or that was important um I don't even know how, how else to put it. it wasn't part of the family values <laughs> um exercise just wasn't a thing and um I kept very active during my um middle school high school uh early college days um I used to dance and so I had practice almost all the time and, and I kept very active that way. Um, and then I became a personal trainer. So obviously I became active that way. And even until now, like I'm still decently active. Um, I do work out about five times a week um, for about like an hour a day. Uh, my husband works out. Logan thinks she's working out with us, but you know, I think it's important to model that for her, right? Like, hey, this is just part of our daily routine. This is just part of our life. We're just going to take an hour of our day, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and we're going to run or lift some weights or something, right? I actually just signed her up for gymnastics, so <laughs> that's going to be her her exercise. Um, but, you know, the, it's just, like, important to, like, have a, a healthy lifestyle and a healthy living Um, It's not to say that we live 100% healthy because we do not. We... Well, Logan loves McDonald's, <laughs> so we'll buy her a Happy Meal here and there. Uh, my husband and I, you know, we'll still eat fried food and, and eat, you know, indulge in different stuff and whatever. But, like, 
it's not something that we do all the time and eat all the time. Um, I try and keep healthier snacks in our house. Like occasionally we'll have chips in the house. Um, but like we have healthier stuff. Like we always have a bunch of fruit everywhere, um, that everyone loves to eat around the house or just like, you know, different things in general. And, um, I try really hard to make sure that we all eat healthy because I don't want a lot of these like preventative diseases to like get to us. Right. You know, um, it's just, it's just a fear that I have that I'm like, ah, I don't want to have like diabetes. I don't want to get diabetes because like I could prevent that. I could prevent myself or anyone in my family from having diabetes. I don't want heart disease because like I can potentially prevent that. Right. And it's not saying that you can prevent it forever. As we get older, our body, our organs and everything, like they just stop working as good as they did when we were younger, right? So I know that it's not going to be preventable forever. Um, But if I can, you know, prevent it as much as I can now, right, by making sure that we're healthy now, like, that's what's important to me. And it's just like, it's hard because growing up, like, talking about health and talking about exercise and talking about eating right like just wasn't something that we were taught so you know in in a sense this is kind of a new way that I'm breaking generational um cycles right and that isn't us being healthy and staying healthy and staying active and I've had to learn this all on my own you know I had to learn it because of the career choice that I chose I chose to be a personal trainer and I had to teach other people um how to work out and how to eat right um and I've been able to, you know, apply that to my own life. Last week, I did an episode about like talkers going to talk, right? And like talkers are going to talk about whatever it is that you are going to do that is like against and different what they've always done all of their lives. So like when I decided like, hey, I'm going to try out eating this way and I'm going to try out eating that way or eating more of this and eating less of that, like... I was being talked about even in front of my face. <laughs> like, oh, like that's all you're going to eat? Or it would just be picked at like, oh, no, well, they don't eat that because they're healthy, right? Like, it's, talkers are going to talk. I We had this happen within my family. We had this happen within my husband's family, right? Like, my husband and I have tried different types of of lifestyles different types of diets I guess I don't like to use the word diet but like we've we've tried different types of eating habits um and each time like we would just be mocked and made fun of and it's like hey man like we're trying to figure out what works best for us and what works works best for our body and what's going to keep us the healthiest like if y'all don't want to change like that's all on you but like don't make fun of us because we have decided to only eat chicken and veggies today and not drench our chicken in like cheese and like fry our veggies and put all this like other stuff that like you don't necessarily need right like and this isn't to like say anything bad about anyone's diet or whatever but this is just the lifestyle choices that like we have made and that is because I suffer from health anxiety that is because I am terrified of going to the doctor and I want to try and do everything that I possibly can to um, prevent myself from going to the doctor because I don't want to go <laughs> um, so I'm gonna try and keep myself as healthy as I possibly can um, and do everything that I know to make the right choices to make sure that anything that could be preventable is prevented. 
everyone handles their health anxiety differently. Um, I still freak out every time I go to the doctor. I still freak out even when I take Logan to the doctor and no one's going to check me or do anything to me. (laughs) Um, I still freak out. I freak out when my husband has to go to the doctor and I'm not even like in the room or in the area because normally he just takes himself, right? Like, um, I still worry. But um, one way that I kind of makes me feel a little bit in control of my health anxiety is just making sure that we are doing our best here at home to prevent as much as we possibly can. And with that, it means staying active, working out, eating as good as we can, um, and just, you know, freeing our minds of unnecessary things. Um, I think a lot of it, you know, I, I do believe that a lot of your anxiety can manifest into physical symptoms and physical stuff. And it's just kind of reminding yourself like, hey, this is my anxiety and that's why I feel this way. It's not because there's something physically wrong with me. And that's hard. You know, it, it's hard to change that mindset and it's hard to just kind of make yourself know and, and believe that sometimes these physical things are simply just from your anxiety. Um, some physical symptoms that I feel from anxiety is heart palpitations, right? And I feel that I'm going to have a heart attack, but like I'm not. It's just my anxiety. Um, sometimes I get really bad migraines and headaches and I'm over here thinking like, oh my God, I have a brain tumor, but it's not. It's just my anxiety. Some days I feel that I can't control and regulate my body temperature. I'm always like, why am I so cold right now? Do I have a fever or why is it so hot right now? Am I going to pass out? And it's like, no. That's just my anxiety. And it's just like changing and doing that, you know, mindset shift where it's just like all these physical symptoms I'm feeling is my anxiety. There's absolutely nothing wrong with me. I am not dying. I am not going to die, at least not right now. (laughs) My anxiety is playing tricks on me. You also have to remember that your anxiety is trying to keep you safe, right? So like whatever physical symptoms you're feeling, it's because your body is trying to keep you safe and making sure that you are okay. Uh, But you have to tell yourself like I am okay. You don't need to raise my body temperature. You don't need to make my heart pound this fast. Like I am okay and I'm going to be okay. So honestly, guys, like (laughs) I feel that every um, way that I'm going to end every single one of these episodes is like mind shift, like change your mindset. Stop letting your anxiety control you. Stop letting your anxiety take control over your body and what it's doing to your body. Take control of yourself back. And I know, easier said than done. But when you start to feel those heart palpitations and you're afraid you're going to have a heart attack, when you start to have a headache and you think you have a brain tumor, you just say, hey, 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 no, no, no. Not today, anxiety, right? Like what I said that last episode. Not today, anxiety. I don't have time for you. (laughs) Um, You just have to remind yourself, like, I am safe. I am okay. I know that this is my body trying to make me safe, but I am safe all on my own. And just hug and love yourself. And just remember that you are okay. Anxiety is just a part of you, but you are not your anxiety, I hope this helps a little bit. Um, Mind shift. Mind shift. 
mind shift. You are in control. You are in control of your own body and you are in control of how your body feels. Some days it might not feel that way and I know that some days it won't be that way. Some days you will not be able to control that anxiety. Um, That happens to me from time to time, right? But those little things, you can control them. You can't just say, no, not today, not today. I am fine. There's no reason for me to be freaking out over that. There's no reason for me to be worrying about that. I am in control of what is today and what is going on right now. And I don't need to worry about that right now. So mind shift, mind shift, mind shift. I should probably do an episode specifically on mind shift, right? Um, no, I'm going to feel like some sort of like X-Men or something. But um, mind shift, telling yourself and reminding yourself that you are okay that you are in control, and that nothing is going to hurt you anymore. Alrighty, I'm going to go ahead and put this one to an end. Um, I felt that this episode was appropriate just because I feel that I've been going in and out of every single doctor's appointment for like the past like couple of months. Um, like I said, we made all these appointments back in January, but because of our healthcare provider, everything seems to have been like pushed back and over. And also because of like covid stuff right so luckily we are all done with everything now Um, we have gone checked from head to toe and everything seems to be a-okay and it's just funny because i'm like i worried over nothing but you know i get it my anxiety is just trying to keep me safe and trying to prepare me for the worst but i got this anxiety i have got this But with that being said, I do hope that you have a good rest of your day or night, depending on when you're listening to this. And don't forget to live your life, love your life, and love your anxiety.